From the Beantown Athletic Studio in Boston, this is the Danny Picard Show, Thursday, March 9th, 2017. Today's show presented by Beantown Athletics, your number one source for screen printing and embroidery. From designing to printing, Beantown Athletics does it all. Go to beantownathletics.com right now and get a free quote for your customized apparel. Today's show also presented by DraftKings. You can play for free right now at DraftKings.com by using my promo code PIC. That's P-I-C at DraftKings. There are no season-long commitments. Just pick your contest, draft your team, and follow the action live. And even though football is over, there are still huge prize pools every single day. Create a lineup for NBA, NHL, soccer, golf, NASCAR, Major League Baseball, MMA, you name it, they have it. DraftKings has something for everybody. Set up a private league, or if you're new to DraftKings, join a beginner contest. Either way, start your new season right now at DraftKings.com. And again, play for free with my promo code PIC. That's P-I-C. Welcome to the show on this Thursday, March 9th. As you know, the new NFL league year begins today, though not officially until 4 o'clock Eastern time, I think. Right? Maybe I have that time wrong. Either we'll just forget about the time. We'll go with the date. Thursday, March 9th. That is when the new NFL league year begins, and we will be getting to a lot of NFL stuff today. I didn't I didn't actually come in here today thinking I would be open opening with NFL, even though I knew it was the beginning of the new NFL league year. But but there have been some major moves made, and there could be even bigger moves made in the next couple hours. In fact, if you're not watching live on my Facebook page right now, which you can watch every show live on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Danny Picard Show, if you're just listening to this podcast at dannypicard.com or on iTunes or Google Play or anywhere podcasts are available, perhaps moves have been made that I haven't been able to react to because everything is on demand. So I'm going to try to react to what I know so far, what's happened, even what happened yesterday, what happened today. And uh, with that, I bring in my producer, Pete Needham. What's up, Pete? How are you doing today? Hey, Pick. How's it going? Uh, it's good. It's good. I got my uh, my finger on the Twitter, too. So You do? Yeah, oh, the I'm internet's trying. working? Yes, it's back up. The internet's back, back up. up here at Beantown? Yep, we're All back right, up. See, this would be a per- <laughs> You know where I'm going with this. I know. This would be a perfect day to have cable in the studio. Cable? Like, we have two TVs. Two beautiful TVs. Flat screen. I mean, every TV's a flat screen these days, right? <laughs> Speaking of TVs, wait a minute, minute. speaking of TVs, have you seen the latest WikiLeaks? Oh, yes. Have you seen the latest? They're watching you. (laughs) And you know, if you watched or listened to the last show, you know my conspiracy theories. I have many of them. One of them has always been that they're watching us. And when I say they, I actually didn't actually know who I was talking about. I think WikiLeaks confirmed that. Yes, there are people watching us. It just lets us know who is the CIA. What do they have? The fake off switch on TVs, which show you that they can watch you through the TV. And what are they saying? It's just smart TVs. No, it's not. It's everything. It's computers. It's phones. It's iPads. Like you think I'm nuts because I take a piece of paper and I put it over the Let's do it again, right? <laughs> but this is That's what I was gonna say. You do the camera thing on the computer, you put a piece of paper. I put over. a piece of paper over my like MacBook Pro, 
No, the, am I like a no, psycho? No, you're not now? a psycho. You know, or am actually, I like a realist? You know that somebody invented a little device that goes yeah, I over? saw it on Shock, Shock Tank. Tank. Yeah, but you know who's on Shock Tank? Mark Cuban, biggest dickhead in the world. Can't stand that guy. It's one thing to have an opinion. It's another thing to have an opinion and think that you are the smartest guy in the room. He tries to come off as the smartest guy in the room so much so where I think he's probably the dumbest Cuban. <laughs> like that, you know, I have a problem with him. I just don't like that guy. I don't like how he... Yeah, he's not successful. I don't like how he comes in. He's very successful. I'm, oh, I've never denied that. I'm not knocking him for being successful. I'm just telling you he's a pompous asshole and I, I don't like him. And he's part of Shock Tank. He might have even been the one to buy in to those is. little things. And he's probably the one behind the camera watching us. He too. probably is. He probably is. Anyways, how do we get on Cuban and Shock Tank? Oh, the camera. The TV. Oh, the CIA. Oh, the WikiLeaks. Yeah. Oh, the TV. They're we listening have no to you. They're no watching. Cable. They're listening. But we can't watch or no. listen to the TV because cable has been pulled from the Danny Picard Show studio. Uh, and I, I don't know why. We're going to have to figure that out. But this would be a perfect day for it because it's so much breaking NFL news as I sit here and do this show. Um, but let's just, let's get down to what we know right now. What we know is I record this show on Thursday, early afternoon, late morning, early afternoon, late morning. It's, it's early after it's afternoon. It's the afternoon. Sometimes I don't even know what time today. it is. A little late. Beca- why? Because I'm, I'm, all this stuff is coming out. I want to make sure that about. I have a, a clear grasp on what's going on. So, um, here's the deal. The news today from the New England Patriots, the, the biggest news is that the Patriots, according to Adam Schefter, by the way, funny that Adam Schefter reporting all this Patriots stuff, you know, and the Patriots giving him some stuff, um, gave him the Garoppolo thing, you know? They say, hey, we're not going to, this is what's going on with Garoppolo, but they know deep down inside that they were lying to him about Garoppolo, or at least playing the game with Schefter about Garoppolo, and they feel the need to continue to give Schefter actually some factual stuff to, to, to make up for the lie that they spread to him about Garoppolo. You know my Garoppolo, Brandon Cooks theory, and maybe that comes into play in this show as well. But Adam Schefter reports today that the New England Patriots have signed Pro Bowl cornerback Stephon Gilmore to a five-year deal. Now, I don't think Schefter reported the five years. Maybe that was Ian Rappaport. Bottom line is this. It is reported the Patriots will sign Stephon Gilmore to a five-year contract that is worth... Around $14 million per. Now, before you overreact to the $14 million per, Stephon Gilmore, he'll be 27 years old in September. Um, he was, I believe, top five in interceptions last year. I believe he had a handful of, of picks, five or six picks. And uh, that was good for top five in the NFL. In fact, I got to put it up. I pull it up right here. Yeah, five interceptions for Gilmore last year. It ranked fifth. In the NFL, uh, behind Dominique Rogers Cromartie of the Giants, who had six. Uh, Marcus Peters, Kansas City, had six. Casey Haywood, San Diego, he had seven. Stephon Gilmore, going to be 27 years old in September. And if you look at the franchise tag for a cornerback this year, it's about 14 mil, right? You talk about maybe the average salary of the top five salaries at that position. Is that we go with the franchise tag for a certain position? So 14 mil, you could look at and say, all right, he's being paid like the big boys per year, 14 mil per year. What I need to know is what's the guaranteed money for Stefan Gilmore? Because that's really all that matters. If there's anything that I've learned over the last handful of years with NFL contracts, 
is don't get too crazy and too worked up about the money per year. Get worked up about what the guarantee money is and how that plays out as an average annual value, right? Because most deals never truly play out. They never really play out to the full length of the contract when it comes to average annual per. It it, it comes out to what's the guaranteed. At, At least when I do this show right now, I don't have the guaranteed money for Stefan Gilmore. How I will react to this is just Gilmore alone, the fact that it looks like you're losing Logan Ryan, the fact that we don't know what's happening with Hightower, you add a, another cornerback to this team that, you know, but for all intents and purposes, is somebody who is a Pro Bowl caliber player. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. This is a good move. If you look at the player, if you look at his career, if you look at even his age, this is a good move for the New England Patriots, especially seeing that the defense is going to lose some pieces now moving forward because you think someone like Logan Ryan is going to get overpaid and you're not going to pay that money. Now, when you do say, hey, we're giving $14 million to Stephon Gilmore, a cornerback, the next thing that people jump to in this town or that they jump to automatically was Malcolm Butler. Malcolm Butler, restricted free agent. The Patriots just put a first-round tender on him, which is worth worth close to 4 mil, I think just under 9 mil, right? 3.91 mil. And with the restricted first-round tender, that means that Malcolm Malcolm Butler, did I say Mitchell? I I meant Malcolm Butler. I don't even know if I did, but I mean Malcolm Butler. Malcolm Butler, okay? The restricted first-round tender. Here's the deal. He can go out and negotiate. He can sign with another team, or at least he can sign an offer sheet. He can sign a deal with another team. The Patriots can come back and match that. But if he signs a deal with another team and the Patriots don't match it, that other team has to give a first-round pick along with the monster contract that they're going to sign Malcolm Butler to. All right? So because he's able to talk to other teams even though he's restricted, Malcolm Butler... This Stefan Gilmore signing has raised some questions, a lot of questions in this town from a lot of people saying, well, what does this mean for Malcolm Butler? Because I read reports from Mike Giotti, Comcast Sportsnet New England, who's a friend of this show, uh, who's very well connected. It seems very well connected in this Malcolm Butler situation. As of yesterday, you know, he was tweeting stuff out about how, you know, Butler and the Patriots, it didn't sound like... Contract negotiations were going well. Put it that way. That's what I read from from things that he was reporting. Doesn't sound like they're close on anything, which tells me that Malcolm Butler is looking for something fairly ridiculous. I don't want to say ridiculous regards to, to his talent level, but ridiculous to what the Patriots usually would pay for someone that, again, for all intents and purposes, is under team control. And also, Pete, I said this to you uh, before we jumped on today, is also Malcolm Butler is also someone that the Patriots kind of have by the balls the next couple of years. They do. They have Malcolm Butler by the balls. And because they have Malcolm Butler by the balls, I actually don't necessarily look at Butler after the Gilmore signing and say, oh, what are you going to do with Butler now? Look. Would I prefer that you sit here today and lock up Malcolm Butler to an extension long-term and keep him around and give him a big contract? Absolutely. Even after the Gilmore signing. You're telling me you got 
Gilmore, Pro Bowl corner, Butler, and, you know, whatever you're going to do up front. I mean, another year, you know, up front, another year for Trey Flowers. There are some other pieces up front that even if they did lose Hightower, you have to look at and say, all right, these pieces could improve. The Patriots, you got to trust that they're going to do something defensively, and maybe Gilmore was that something. But my point is this. I would like to see the Patriots sign Malcolm Butler to an extension. No question about it. The New England Patriots, knowing that they have Butler by the balls, and what do I mean by have him by the balls? Well, like I just said, a team is going to have, if they want to steal him from the Patriots this offseason, they're going to have to not just get Malcolm Butler to agree to a, a, a major contract, but then they're going to have to say, all right, we're signing Butler to this monster deal. We also have to give the Patriots a first-round pick. It's easy for everybody on Twitter to say, well, there are teams that would be willing to do that. I don't know if there are. Honestly, I don't know if... It's like, I just don't. Because next year, okay, next year, Malcolm Butler would be a free agent. The Patriots, though, could franchise Malcolm Butler next year. What would it be? We'll call it 17, 18 mil. That would be... That would, you would think that if Malcolm Butler plays the way we know he's capable of playing, that would be worth it, right? That would be worth it next year to franchise him. If no, you know, if he stays with the Patriots this year under the $3.91 million first-round tender and, and you know, they franchise him, what are you going to pay him? Eight, we'll call it 17, 18. We don't know what it is. This year, it's about 14. Just, we'll, we'll shoot high. 17, 18 mil for the franchise tag for the cornerback next year. That wouldn't be worth it? I think it would. Would would Malcolm Butler be happy? Of course not. Could he potentially hold out? Yeah. But would it be wise for someone next year who'll be 28 years old to, to, to hold out and not play? Um, I, I just don't know that it would. When it comes to him wanting the long-term big money contract that he wants, is it fair to Malcolm Butler? Probably not. <laughs> but, I mean, that's just... That's the rules. I'm, I don't make the rules. I'm just telling you what they are, and I'm telling you that the Patriots are going to do everything they can to, to play by the rules and use the rules to their advantage. And if they use the rules to their advantage, they got this first-round tender on Butler this year that's 3.91. They could franchise him next year, and it could be non-exclusive. And But even with exclusive franchise, you could let him go talk to someone. But non-exclusive, he goes and talks to someone. Let's say he comes up to a, comes with a deal. Then a team has to give two first-round picks along with the big-money contract for Malcolm Butler. That's not going to happen either. So the Patriots, that's why I say they have Malcolm Butler by the balls. They have him by the balls. Right, Pete? Do you agree they with this? The, they have the league by the balls, bro. We, we're already booking a flights to Indianapolis next year, right? Indy? Is it Indy? What, are you going to the combine oh, next sorry. year? <laughs> where, where are you going? Well, we're already where are you guys going? Where are you guys booking? <laughs> Is it Houston? No. Guess again. <laughs> Houston. Who's just in no, Houston? Um, come, we're on. Already come on, come on, come on. Minnesota. We're already booking Minnesota. We already talked Minnesota. about Minnesota. Slow clap. Minnesota. No more clapping. Slow People clap. get really... My clap is loud. People in the store at Beantown Athletics who are buying... People uh, in the store some, get rowdy. They, they're always looking in. Like, what is happening in there? Stephen Gilmore right? is a year younger than Malcolm Butler. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Not a full year. Not a full year. He's close to Not a to full it. year. Malcolm Butler but just that, turned 27. Yeah. Gilmore's going to turn 27 in September. Think about how Malcolm Butler now feels. 
seeing other people getting paid. Well, that's like, that's the thing, and that's what people are saying. That that's what people are saying. Got Pe- him by the nuts. People are looking at Butler, and they're thinking to themselves, "How does Butler feel about this? And what happens now?" And look, the easy thing to say is that Butler gets an offer from somebody and accepts it. But then you add the first round pick to go along with it that a team has to give up. And I'm telling you right now, that's a lot. That's a lot. And I, as much as I'd like to see the Patriots sign Butler to a long-term deal, I don't think it's going to happen. You know why? Because you know how I think Belichick looks at this thing? I think Belichick looks at this thing. First of all, Stephon Gilmore, former first round pick, 2012, 10 overall by the Bills. Okay? Spent what? The last five years with the Bills since 2012? Gilmore is a former first-round pick. The way, and I know, look, believe me, nobody is more thankful and grateful for Malcolm Butler's interception in Super Bowl Forty Nine than me, okay? Go back and listen to the archived podcast. Nobody's more grateful for that than me. But I'm just trying to tell you how the Patriots are going to play this. Bill Belichick, you know what he's going to say, Pete? You know what he's going to say to Malcolm Butler in a negotiation? He's going to say, let's call it what it is. You, you want to give me your numbers and what you are and what you are right now? Let's call it what it is. Be- Belichick's going to go, if it wasn't for me. Now, this might not be fair. Again, I'm just telling you what he's going to do. Belichick's going to go, if it wasn't for me, Malcolm, you'd be bagging fucking groceries down the street right now. You would not be in the NFL. Okay? They picked him up off the street. And they turned him in to a legend in New England. He's got his own movie coming out. It's a legend. Okay? We're never going to forget that, that interception. Never going to forget it. It's phenomenal. It might be the greatest play that we've ever seen in the history of the NFL, given the moment, given the importance of it, and given what they won because of it. But that doesn't mean Belichick's going to get into a negotiation and make him the highest paid player in the league. In fact, Belichick's more likely to get into the negotiation and say... We signed you as an undrafted free agent. Nobody wanted you. We did. We gave you the shot. You'd be bagging groceries down the street if it wasn't for us. You wouldn't be in the league. If another team gave you this opportunity, or let's just say another team ended up signing you, would you even be close to making the type of money that you're asking for? What's the answer to that question? Hell no. Again, he might not even be in the league if it wasn't for Bill Belichick. And and is that so is that unfair because of what Butler's done? Of course it is. But the the game's not fair. And Belichick has never played it in a fair way. He's just played it by the rules. And the rules, the 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 free agent tender, the you know, the 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 first round tender, the franchise tag possible next year where they could get two first round picks. They have Malcolm Butler by the balls to the point where they could keep him around the next two years at a total of what? We'll call it 18 on the franchise tag next year, and we'll call it four this year. At a total of 22 mil. Okay? For two years. Which is 11 mil per. If that's the way you really want to play it out. Which is still cheaper than Stephon Gilmore. And... So when, so when I look at the Gilmore signing, I think great move by the Patriots, but in no way, shape, or form do I think to myself, the next move is you have to move Butler. Butler's going to sign elsewhere. Butler's gone. I don't see that. 
Is Butler going to be happy? Of course not. But does him unhappy mean that he's holding out and he's not going to show up? I just don't think him holding out would be a wise move. I don't. I think he needs to go out and still play. And uh, he needs to go out and keep playing. You know, I, I think... He's, I, I, I'm shocked every time I, I remember his age, too. 27. I am. Like, I, I, I always think about Malcolm Butler, and I, I, I think of someone who's, like, still 23, 24. You know what I mean? It's like, well, no. He's not. Um, he's, he turned 27. Not too long ago. The last week, I think. So... Here's the deal. You could keep Butler, age of 27, age of 28. Who knows? They could franchise him again the year after that. It's dirty, but it's the game. And right now, that franchise tag next year and maybe even the year after that, I think that's what this might all be about. Like, people are now turning to the Brandon Cooks rumor. Like, oh, they assume Butler's gone now because he's unhappy. He's going to sign with someone else. But again, I told you, I just don't know that another team's going to give him the money he wants and a first-round pick. You know, it'd be different if Malcolm Butler says, you know what, I'm leaving New England, and I'll settle for a, a deal that is middle-of-the-pack average. I don't think he's going to do that. If he was going to do that, guess where he would sign it? New England. The fact that he hasn't signed anything kind of tells me that he wants something pretty big that the Patriots are unwilling to give him or even meet him at, meet him at a certain number. They're not willing to do that. So it, I don't know that he'd go outside of the organization and be willing to, to, to ask for a lesser salary. He's asking for something pretty big. Is a team going to give Malcolm Butler something pretty big and give up a first-round pick? Man, I just don't think it's going to happen. It's easier said than done. I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's too much for someone. To, I, I don't think anyone's going to give it up, which means I think Butler is staying. So I'm not looking at this going, Butler needs to leave, but people will now look at a report today after the Patriots signed Stephon Gilmore, after they assume Malcolm Butler's going to be unhappy, and they think he's probably gone, and they think that Gilmore's Butler's replacement, and they see this Cooks report, which is, and, and by the way, reported from someone at ESPN, who is Diana Russini? Never even heard of her. No idea. I honestly, no, I don't know who, who she is. I honestly don't know. I'm not even knock, I'm not knocking her reporting. I just, I, I don't know who she is. I've never seen her. I never heard of her. Is she even on Twitter? Like, I don't even know. Like, I, who is it? But she's reporting that the Saints and the Patriots could have a Brandon Cooks-Malcolm Butler swap. This was reported literally 20 minutes, 20 minutes after the Gilmore signing, right? Maybe even less than that. So, I'm, you know, I'm a conspiracy theorist, as I told you. I'm starting to think, well, how is this report getting out? Why is this getting out? And does it make any sense? You know, a lot of people will say, hey, Gilmore is Butler's replacement. Patriots aren't going to sign Butler to a long-term deal. Another team will probably come in and steal Butler and sign him to an office sheet. So you might as well trade him for Brandon Cooks. My thought process, though, is I don't know that you're moving Butler for Cooks because you could keep Butler. Because I don't think he's going as easy as people are trying to tell me he's leaving are going to sign with someone else. You could keep Butler and still somehow get Cooks. And that brings me back. I know this is like a roundabout way to bring me back to Garoppolo, but to me, right now, I'm waiting for the Garoppolo news. I'm wa- I'm seeing all this stuff about Cooks. And Pete, keep your eye on the Brandon Cooks stuff. You know, follow Shefta, follow Rappaport, follow those guys. 
you know, if he's traded, then he then he's off the books and he's not available to the Patriots, then, you know, we move on to something else. But as long as Cooks is available, which he is, and you can have him in a trade, if you're the Patriots, you shouldn't be out there saying to yourself, all right, we signed Gilmore, let's move Butler for Cooks. You should be saying, all right, we signed Gilmore, let's keep Butler under the $3.91 million we're going to pay him this year, and, and let's free up that, fran- you know, Let's free up that franchise tag for Butler next year, right? Which means that we got to get rid of Garoppolo. Get rid of Garoppolo. Garoppolo's gone. So the ne- the news I'm looking at right now is, when's Garoppolo traded? If you're the Patriots, you turn a Garoppolo return, which I still think is going to be Cleveland, number 12 overall, with a couple other picks, and you take the Garoppolo return and you turn that into Brandon Cooks. That's what you do. You you make that move, because not only do you take that and get Cooks for your return for Garoppolo, you then also free up the franchise tag for next year. Because if the Patriots keep Garoppolo, right? This is the last year of his deal. To trade him after the season, you have to franchise him. You have to put the franchise tag on Garoppolo to trade him. Are they just going to let Garoppolo leave for nothing? That would be crazy. Now, if you're t- now here's the deal. You could say, well, if you franchise Garoppolo, uh, you know, the franchise tag next year would be two first-round picks over his head. He could, he could be a non, non-exclusive franchise tag next year. He could go out, sign a contract with a team. That team would have to give up two first-round picks. That might be too much for a team to give you. So you might be stuck paying a backup quarterback 20, we'll call it the increase 23, 24 million next year. That would not be a wise investment in a salary cap league like the NFL. And I don't expect the Patriots to do that. So I think for the Patriots, that risk is too much. But for other teams that want Garoppolo that might think to themselves, that might think to themselves, we'll wait till next year. I think the risk is too much for them to wait till next year, too. Because if the Patriots do happen to get nuts and put the franchise tag on Garoppolo next year, you might have to give up two first-round picks if you want them. Instead, right now, you could probably get them for a package that includes just one first-rounder. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you right now. Especially if that first-rounder could turn into Brandon Cooks. The New Orleans Saints are asking for a middle first-round pick. Middle of the first round. They rejected the Patriots for number 32 overall. Reports say they've rejected the Titans number 18 overall. There are reports that Philly at number 14 overall could make a push. And that would be around the range that New Orleans is looking for. Or the Patriots could trade Garoppolo to Cleveland, get the number 12 overall, and add that. Add that to a package for Brandon Cooks. Which would mean then... You'd get Cooks, Gilmore, and you keep Butler. And on top of it all, you have the franchise tag that you would probably going to have to put on Garoppolo freed up for Malcolm Butler to keep him around the year after that. And you got Cooks under control for two years. Um, You know, the Patriots are playing this one out like they usually do, which is a step ahead of everybody else. So my, I guess my, my main point for today's show and my main point today, the first day of 
the new NFL league here. As we see the Stephon Gilmore signing, applaud the Patriots, okay? Good signing. And and when people assume that it's Malcolm Butler's replacement and that Malcolm Butler has to go, either he's going to get signed by someone else, right, to, to an offer sheet, or he's going to get traded. He should get traded for Brandon Cooks because you might as well make that move if it's available. That's not, Malcolm Butler's not the necessarily next guy I'm looking at with a potential Patriots move. The next guy I'm looking at is Garoppolo. Because if you move Garoppolo, I think you take care of two things next. You get maybe the number 12 overall pick that will suit the, the needs of the Saints, which is the original report, what they wanted. We can hear all this stuff about the Saints want a first-round pick and a stud defensive player. I got news for you. That's not going to happen. Much like I think the Butler for Cooks thing is going to happen because that just seems like an unrealistic NFL trade. You're making a trade for a player. It's usually multiple picks, and it's probably based on some of the trades we've seen in the past, at least a first-rounder. And and if you're going to judge a potential Brandon Cooks trade based on what New Orleans wants— then you go by the original report in which they rejected the Patriots' number two, thirty, number 32 overall pick. They won a middle of the first round. They rejected the Titans' number 18. If Philly's looking to get crazy at 14, I think New Orleans has 11. I think. Or 13. They could have back-to-back. I, I, if they get 12 from Cleveland, which would essentially be from the Patriots because the Patriots would trade Garoppolo to Cleveland. I'm still not focused today. Even after Stephon Gilmore being signed by the Patriots, my my Malcolm Butler moving him is, if I'm the Patriots, I'm not doing it. I, Malcolm Butler is not being moved. I don't know why people need to do that. I don't know why people want to do that. Um, and they're assuming things that I think aren't true, which is one, that another team, look, it's, again, yeah, they could anyone could sign Malcolm Butler to an offer sheet. Malcolm Butler has to has to agree to it. It's not like somebody goes up to Mel, just stamps it on him and say, "Nope, we put this number on him." That's not what it is. It, you literally negotiate. Unless I'm unless I am I have the rule wrong, Pete. I don't have the rule wrong, right? the 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 offer sheet is basically a negotiation with a team, right? Could be a long term deal. What, we think Malcolm Butler is going to go sign? What is he going to do? No. Malcolm Butler, if he gets a deal, it's going to be a, a huge contract from another team. And not only will the team have to pay Malcolm Butler the big money and the huge contract, they'll also have to give up a first-round pick. I just think in the this day and age in the NFL, it's just too much to give up. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think both are going to go down. Um, which means I think it's a pretty good chance you could hold on to Malcolm Butler. You don't have to give him up for Cooks. Because I think you could do something to get Cooks without giving up Butler. And what is that something? Getting that pick for Garoppolo. Getting the pick for Garoppolo. So, as I sit here today, and I tell you what my message is, and, and what I'm going to stress, it's keep an eye on Jimmy G. Keep an eye on him. So you still you still think he's going to get traded? Garoppolo? Yeah. Yeah. I still do. Even with Shefty, holding firm. Even with Shefter. Even like, with Shefter. I'd actually like to see that. Um, and like and see it's fun. you know what's funny? Well, it, earlier in the year, week three, Adam Shefter reported that Garoppolo had a very good chance to play 
against Houston after the week two injury against Miami. As it turns out, he had no chance at all. But nobody ever gave him a shot. Nobody ever gave him a chance. The Patriots clearly leaked that information to Adam Schefter that Garoppolo could have a chance to play in that game. Schefter reports it as gospel. People buy in. Turns out he had no chance at all. Well, they used him for something there. So that's, I know it's not as major of an example as, you know, not trading a guy who could potentially be the franchise quarterback. I get that. But what it is, is an example that the Patriots have actually used Adam Schefter before. They leverage him. And, and yeah, and he's been wrong. Right. And look, it won't be the first time they use a reporter, and it won't be the last. Wasn't the first, won't be the last. It happens everywhere. Is Schefter, does that mean Schefter's bad at his job? No. Because what if Schefter reports the Garoppolo trade? Get what I'm saying? Like, if Schefter reports the Garoppolo trade... He probably will, will be the guy. I, because of that. <laughs> yeah. That's my point. Yeah. Because of this. Breaking news. I was wrong. But he won't say it like that. <laughs> what they'll say, here's how it'll go down. Schefter will, will report it, that he's traded, and he'll say, look, the Patriots, they, didn't, they weren't going to trade him. But then they got an offer that they just couldn't turn down based on the fact that Garoppolo's going to be a free agent next year based on the fact that they believe they could use the franchise tag on someone like Malcolm Butler. I mean, can't you see the thing now happen? Adam Schefter with his bookcase behind him, the split screen with Trey Wingo, and Mark Brunel hugging two perfectly pumped PSI footballs crying next to him. I mean, couldn't you see it? And, and Schefter's like, let me tell you something, Trey. It was just too good of a deal to turn down at the end of the day. The Patriots, they wanted to keep Garoppolo. They love Garoppolo. As I told you in the report, they really did feel that way. But when they had the opportunity to get the number 12 pick from Cleveland, they just couldn't turn it down. Because that number 12 pick from Cleveland, believe it or not, could turn into Brandon Cooks. And you heard it first on the Danny Picard Show. <laughs> the same show with the same host that I laughed at on WEI to his face over the phone one day when he was filling in because I am a pompous asshole who never gets off my phone. Did I get that one right? No, no. Did I go too? Is no, that you, too much? No, you're right too on. Much? Right too much? Too much? Um, How tall is he? Shefter? Yeah. No idea. No idea. I'd like to see that match. No idea. You versus him. Um, what is height? In the squared hey, circle. not the size of the dog. The squared circle. Not the size of the dog. Right? They don't want to see the little guy win. <laughs> they don't. They don't Isaiah Thomas. I, Isaiah, we'll they get don't. to you, big dog. Oh, I get some of the stupidest comments rolling in all week on Isaiah Thomas. Because you know I'm his biggest supporter. And it's not because I'm a short guy and he's a short guy. It's because I appreciate someone who scores 30 points a game. And I don't look at that and say, let's just get rid of it and draft a point guard. You know, let's draft Lonzo Ball, whose father is a complete moron. Like, Lonzo Ball's father is going to be running into every sports talk station in Boston complaining when they're knocking him. My son is this. My son is that. Calling shut, in. Shut the fuck up, Calling dude. Calling into you on the weekends? No. You and your fake Boston accent. <laughs> <laughs> Lonzo Ball. Oh, he would be he would be one of those guys too, one of those <laughs> morons that think like, like I, it's just an act, like everything's an act. He would be one of those morons. This is my shtick. Um, whatever his shtick is, is just embarrassing. Okay, but anyways, Isaiah Thomas Celtics, they beat the Golden State Warriors last night in Golden State. Isaiah Thomas was calling out the coach a couple nights before that. 
and I kind of defended him. I, I didn't necessarily defend the calling out the coach, like, but my point was just get over it. I mean, it's the NBA. This is a league in which stars call out their coaches. And by the way, let's not turn Brad Stevens. I never once said that Isaiah Thomas was Larry Bird. But what he is, is a guy right now who's an MVP candidate, who you should want to give a max deal to, who scores 30 points a game, who obviously is a product of taking advantage of an opportunity of over getting over 30 minutes a game. I had someone come to me, a friend text me or tweet me the other day that said, Isaiah only scores 30 points a game because he's the only scorer on the team. There's nobody else that can do it on the team. I said to him, so then you should give me 25 teams in the league right now, in the NBA, that have a guy scoring 30 points a night. Because there's only three or four teams with these stacked all-star lineups. And, the, and then the rest of the league. So it, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And in fact, I think another all-star on the Celtics would help Isaiah Thomas. And it's not like another all-star scorer on the Celtics would knock Isaiah's numbers down to 18 points a game. Like, it's just, stu- it's just, it's stupidity, okay? It is. And I just can't understand why people don't want to embrace what Isaiah Thomas is doing right now. And Isaiah Thomas is frustrated. Like, I think his frustration, and you heard it here first, I've been telling you for weeks, him and Danny Ainge are not on the same page. How could they be? If you were Isaiah Thomas, would you be on the same page as Danny Ainge? Think about it. Put yourself in Isaiah Thomas' shoes. 30 points a game. You believe in your, in your own abilities. Without you, the team would have 15 wins, literally. And... Your GM is holding on to this draft pick that he's going to take a point guard with, number one overall. Like, how would you be happy with that? You wouldn't. So, obviously, there's more frustration than just what Brad Stevens is doing. Um, it's a it's a loss. They, he doesn't want to lose. He's a competitor. You know, it's the NBA. It's a league in which stars call out their coaches. And let's, uh, you know, let's not turn Brad Stevens into Red Albeck. Okay. Let's not do that either. Like, like people say Isaiah hasn't won shit in the league. What has Brad Stevens won? And I don't even want to use this to knock Brad Stevens because I actually really like Brad Stevens. I think he's a very good coach. He's got some things to learn, but he's a good coach. Um, he's the, the coach of the Eastern Conference in the All-Star game. Team's number two seed in the East. People have turned this into, like, attacking the Celtics team. And I, I just, I don't want to do it, but... It ha- the NBA, I like I, I take a, a player calling out a coach in the NBA, and I'm like, I, I'm, I'm on to the next story. It, it's really a non-issue to me. Um, especially considering that if if Isaiah Thomas wasn't on the Celtics, the team would have 15 wins. They go into Golden State last night, and they win again. And don't get me wrong, Golden State didn't have Kevin Durant. Golden State won a title without Kevin Durant. They've been going to the finals without Kevin Durant. All right? it's a big win. They beat Cleveland. They beat Golden State. Those are two big wins. And I don't necessarily look at that and go, this this team, thank God they're they're together. I think of it and go, imagine if they had another all-star in this team. That's how I think of it. Because I know it's a league of stars. And you should too. And I think Isaiah Thomas is one of them. But the, the, the fact that I don't get that from some people is literally mind-boggling to me. Like, what else do you want? I, like, I don't know what else you want. 
Honestly, what else What else do people want? People are like, oh, he's too small. Too small for what? If he has the best fourth quarter numbers in the league. Almost historically this season. What, fourth quarter? The teams don't bear down on him all season long? I don't get it. They're in the playoffs. They'll play harder. What are you talking about? Did you see that game last night? That place, Golden State, that was a... The fans, you could tell the way the fans react to certain shit. Early on in this game, the fan, I mean, that, that building was rocking. Like, that was a meaningful game to them. They know who's in the building. They know what they did last time they were in that building. They know what type of team they are right now. Don't give me that. Don't, don't bring it to me that teams aren't playing hard against the Celtics. They do. That they don't play hard against Isaiah Thomas. They do. They say, oh, you can't sign him to a max deal. He's too small. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Why? What does that even mean? Like, what, is, what he's doing right now is, is just, is fake because it's not the playoffs? Let, let's give them an opportunity to be in the playoffs with someone like Al Horford. I, I do think open some things up for Isaiah Thomas. As much as Horford's not having a great season or the season doesn't match with the money, I get it. Um... I just, the Isaiah Thomas hate is, is disturbing. I, I'm, it's, it is literally mind-boggling and disturbing to me. But anyways, big win for the Celtics. I expected to come in here today and talk about that. Talk about that huge win. But we're doing NFL. And um, I, how did we even get, how did we get to this point? Pete, you brought us to The Isaiah. little guy. Was, uh, oh, Lonzo Ball. I was calling, I was. I think I was calling you the little guy. Yeah, you were. Yeah. But we, we were talking NFL. Little guy up against the world, though. Yeah. yeah. But how did we get to Isaiah Thomas? Because <sighs> he's the other little guy. What was the, but we were talking football. I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It does matter. Because I'd like to bring it back to that. Because that's important. Adam Schefter. That's how we did <laughs> There you go. Adam Schefter. Real quick. You know, it comes back. It all comes back. Adam Schefter. Conspiracies. Um, you were asking how, how big he is. Yes. And I, th- to me, that doesn't matter. You'd take him on regardless. And, um, no, you know what? I, I I probably wouldn't take Adam Schefter on. Huh. No. Huh. I, I actually, I don't have hatred for Adam Schefter. Was he obnoxious to me that time on WEI? Was he an asshole? Yeah, he was. I mean, I'm not losing sleep over it. I'm just pointing out what it is. We played the audio the other day in the podcast. Um... He, he he can be that obnoxious asshole that tries to, you know, is real smug and tells people that he's he's better than you because he's breaking the stories that you're not. And he has two phones in his hand. But can't you it's picture, probably got more. But can't you picture him with both phones in his hand on ESPN breaking the news of a Garoppolo trade? I know I could. I could picture it. And that's what my that's what I'm focused on right now. Like I think the next thing Pete, unless you got breaking news during the show that something's going on with Cooks, people talking Butler for Cooks, I don't think so. I think, one, that's unrealistic in the NFL. I think that type of trade's unrealistic. Two, I think the Patriots would not be wise to do that, not because I don't want Cooks in a Patriots uniform. I do. I just think there's a way for them to get Co- to get Brandon Cooks without giving up Malcolm Butler. I do. And I think they could keep Butler. I think they could trade Garoppolo, open up the franchise tag next year for him, 
and get something like the number 12 overall pick that would convince New Orleans to go, okay, now we're talking. That's what we wanted. A middle pick in the first round. We're not going to get that and a stud player. They're not going to get it. New Orleans, if they get it, if they get the stud defensive player with a, a, a pick that's in the middle of the first round, even in the first round, I'd be shocked. It's just not going to happen. So New Orleans asking price, from what you've heard in a couple of reports today, is, I think, ridiculous. The more realistic asking price is what we read over the weekend, that they wanted a middle of the first round pick. And if it was a pick that was good enough, they would consider also giving a later round pick along with Cooks. That's how much they want a middle of the first round pick. And if you could get that for them and give it to Cooks, give it to New Orleans for Cooks instead of trading Malcolm Butler, the Patriots are winning the offseason and it's not even close. It's In fact, the fight's over. And, you know, stop the fight. Patriots win the offseason and are going to Minnesota next year for the Super Bowl. And um, that's not even getting into what happened yesterday, which was the Patriots' trade for Dwayne Allen. And they get Dwayne Allen and a pick. So, I mean, that basically says that, and look, that, that tells you all you need to know about Martellus Bennett. He even tweeted last night, goodbye to New England. Um, Dwayne Allen, three years younger than Martellus Bennett. Um, also, people rave about his blocking ability, which if you are going to build around Brady here the next couple years, get someone in there who can block. Not a bad strategy. Okay? Not a bad strategy at all. And what's funny, there's a couple of funny things about Dwayne Allen. One, he's the guy that tweeted out last year after the PSI, excuse me, two years ago after the Deflategate report, he played for Indy. He tweeted out, they could have been playing with Baza's soap and beat us. <laughs> Didn't matter what the PSI in a football was. So I love him for that alone. He could be a terrible football player. And I'd say, great trade. But he's also, they rave about his blocking. And if you are going to do something for Tom Brady right now, what would it be? Improve the blocking up front? Because it did look a little questionable at times late in the season. And also maybe go out and add another wide receiver. Brandon Cooks. But do it while keeping Malcolm Butler. I, 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 I think there's the opportunity to do all that. Martellus Bennett, thanks for a very good season. And helping the Patriots get the one seed, which helped them obviously go on to get the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. But you know how I feel about Bennett. I did not like him answering the question about going to the White House leading up to the Super Bowl. Not a political thing. I could care less about his politics, whether he wants to go or not. It's just don't plan your White House visit publicly, at least answer the question, before you even win the game. That was not the Patriot way. He's going to go get some money. I don't think he's going to be worth the money he gets, um, given especially his age. He is a banged-up player. Always is hurt. Tough kid. You know, commend him for playing hurt, but it's a business. On top of that, Martellus Bennett. Everybody on Twitter loved his jokes. Pete, we've talked about this before. I thought they were all stupid. I didn't laugh at one of them. There wasn't one thing that I laughed at that Martellus Bennett said this year. And I, it was like eye-rolling stuff. Even his tweets. It's just, it was 
to me, he forced it. I was going to say, it was he awkwardly, forced, awkwardly forcing it. It was awkwardly forced, his his personality. And um, I just, it wasn't for me, to be honest with you. So, I wish him the best of luck. Thank him for a, a very good season. And um, commend him for, applaud him for playing hurt. Tough kid, you know, based on what we saw. But time to move on. Patriots made a nice move. Tw- uh, trade for Dwayne Allen. And, um... You know, now the Patriots signed Stephon Gilmore. People think Butler's pissed. As mad as he is, you got him under control. I don't think anyone's going to give up a big-time offer to him and a first-round pick. And I look at Garoppolo. Get that number 12 from Cleveland. Then I think we're talking about something for Cooks. But um, that's where my mindset is right now when it comes to what the Patriots could do next. I think it's time to trade Garoppolo. I think it is. Because if you're another team, you know what? Don't risk trying to go after him next year after he's after he gets the non-exclusive franchise and have to give up two first-rounders, right? Just maybe give up one in a trade this year and uh, with, a, with a package of picks. I, I think it's going to happen. I mean, you look around the league, teams are obviously starving for quarterbacks. You got the kid Glennon. I, I mean, honestly, what do you get, 14? He got 14 mil a season. Does it, it's just it's like a shit show around the league. I don't know. In terms of quarterbacks. Like, people people are trying to say, well, you know what? You talk about the money the quarterbacks make. Glennon gets this money. It's really not that crazy. You know, they got money to spend. What, Chicago? He's going to Chicago? It's not. A, it's not. With someone like Glennon and even someone like Osweiler before, it's not necessarily about what the rest of the league is making. To me, it's more about, like, you're giving all this money to a guy that you have no idea about. And to a certain in, in a certain light, it's like Garoppolo's kind of the same thing. Like you actually don't know what you're getting. You think you know, but you aren't really you you aren't entirely sure. They hope. But the fact that people are willing to take these chances on guys, it just tells me that in a, it's a quarterback hungry league. You gotta have one. Romo's gonna get released. They might be trading Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. What? Before we jumped on, Deshaun Jackson signed with Tampa Bay. Pierre Garçon went to the 49ers. Kirk Cousins is sitting there going, you franchised me two years in a row. What the fuck? (laughs) They're letting him talk. He's got an exclusive franchise tag, but they're going to let him talk to some teams. There's movement in the NFL with quarterbacks. And I know you could say, well, now there's a lot. Maybe they can, the Patriots can't get enough for Garoppolo. No, no, no. I actually think this is biddingwar.com. They're in it. Let the office come in. They're going to look around and go, what are we doing? What are we doing here? And I think Garoppolo is some of the teams will want. So keep, I'm just telling you, keep an eye on Garoppolo. As much as people want to keep an eye on maybe what happens with Butler right now, he's under control, and I don't see anyone coming in and giving up that much to steal him from the Patriots. I just don't see it. And, um, and, and again, if that happens, guess what? The Patriots can come back and match the offer. They have the right to match it. They could match it. They, get, they have Butler by the balls. This isn't about Butler, though. This is about the franchise tag. Possibly for Butler. Got to free that up. Because as long as Garoppolo is still here next year, you have to franchise him, don't you? Instead of losing him for nothing. Possibly. Or I, I should say not. I shouldn't say nothing. Compen- they get the compensation pick that they would get because of the end of his rookie deal, right? They get a compensation pick for him. Um, but still, I think if he's around, they franchise him and they try to dish him out that way. You know, 
non-exclusive, go talk to a team. I, I just free up that franchise tag for Butler. And uh, it's about Garoppolo. Trade Garoppolo. They, uh, to me, there's no reason why you keep him around. I think you can get a first-round pick for him. I think you could turn that first-round pick into Brandon Cooks. And guess where you heard it first? You've been hearing it here first the last couple weeks. But, but I don't think Butler's going anywhere. If he gets moved, then I'd be shocked, to be honest with you. Because that means a team is willing to give him a monster contract along with a first-round pick to the Patriots. I just think that's a lot. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't. So, there you go. I know you get out of here, Pete. So, we'll wrap it up. You're getting texted. You got to get out. I get it. One last thought. I did read the coffee and conversation with David Price in the Boston Globe. That's going to be a new thing. David. With Stan Grossfeld. He's going to drive to work with athletes. David Price. He just comes off. It just comes off as whining. And I don't know who's doing his, like, public relations. Somebody help him. But he needs he needs some <laughs> advice, I think. Like, you know what? Price is probably right. All we care about is how he pitches. Right? That is all we care about. Pitch. And, and you know what? Even more so, more specific, do it in October. But if he knows that, stop talking about it. You get what I'm saying? Like, there's no need to talk about it. He and, loves it. He and, loves and, but, but he, and he kept it going. If you read the Q&A real quick and pull up one thing, which is uh, laughable. You know, Grossfield's asking him questions. He says, you know, asking about him as a person. And David Price goes on and on. And then he finishes a, a quote. He goes, you have to be in my shoes. And Grossfield goes, well, what size are your shoes? Like, that's the next question. Like, what? Price goes, like, Grossfeld gave him an opportunity to stop talking about it. Price goes, 13 and a half. If you lived it and you told me they cared, okay. If you, and he goes, but he goes on. Grossfeld gave him an opportunity to get out of that. He's like, eh, 6.45 a.m., you haven't had your full coffee yet. This is getting crazy. What size shoe are you? Speaking of shoes, what size are you? And Speaking, Price speaking is of like, coffee, well, what do you got in there? Price is like 13 and a half. <laughs> But fuck everybody else. Let's talk about me. <laughs> no. Gotta, How do you take it? Gotta stop. Gotta stop. Well, I'm taking up the ass. These people are pissed. Gotta stop. No, he keeps it going. Gotta stop. It's like, man, if you know, and he knows, we don't, you know what? We don't care about you as a person. <laughs> <laughs> we care how you pitch. And uh, if you know that, then, then go out and pitch and stop talking about it. What's what's wrong with that? Crazy. You got to go read, go read it. It's, I mean, I got some laughs out of the Q&A, the coffee and conversation. Uh, there could be some more that could be quite as entertaining. It's not a terrible concept, to be honest with you. Um, I don't hate it. It's just, if you're David Price, you shouldn't be doing this. You know, certain people should do it. David Price does, should not be doing it. Go out and pitch. <laughs> Especially since you're saying that's what you know. That's all we care about. I'm here every Monday and Thursday. That's right, the new schedule every Monday and Thursday, not Friday, Thursday. Subscribe to the Danny Picard Show at dannypicard.com. Also on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts are available. Watch the live broadcast, the video simulcast on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Danny Picard Show. I will be keeping an eye on all the NFL trade signings, you name it. 
I'll be on WEEI over the weekend to talk about it. I think just on Saturday this week. And then back here inside the Beantown Athletic Studio on Monday. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all forms of social media. And don't forget, you can play DraftKings for free right now by using my promo code PICK. That's P-I-C. Play for free with your first deposit. DraftKings.com. I'm out. Talk to you Monday.